You are listening to True Bible Mission for Jesus Church, located at 6010 West Mill Road, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the pastor is Elaine Allen. That's the 
exception that I have to it is that they're basically entertaining. And I don't think that we should be entertaining the world, you know, but that's basically what it is, it's entertainment. And maybe she's trying to uh, do a mild crossover. I mean, she, she, she sings uh, winter carols, you know, winter wonderland. It, it, it has nothing to do with the Lord. It's just it's like a, and a then feel good I heard her, song. Actually, I saw her on the finale for Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. She she was one of the performers, and she was the last one to perform. And I watched it all the way to the end because I wanted to see what what she was going to sing. So she sang something from her new album, and because I couldn't picture her singing to them while they were dancing, you know, in the skimpy outfits and stuff, but. It was done respectfully, I'd have to say, because everybody was just standing. You know, the dance contestants were just standing there, kind of watching her sing. Nobody was dancing. But still, in that arena of secularism, I just, I don't know how many people she reached. Now, I had a discussion with my sister about this, and she thought, Number one, she said she thought she liked the song that she sang. And number two, she felt like she didn't see anything wrong with it. She well, probably wouldn't, but I don't know if they received any like, spiritual enlightenment because I think under those circumstances, they're not singing to the glory of God. They're singing... And, and I said that, and, and she, she sort of disagreed with me because she felt like, you know, it's up to the individual person. So to to draw to get something out that, of that that's true. It is up to the individual person, but the atmosphere. I, I guess the litmus test is would the Lord be pleased? It's because if the Lord is pleased with something and He finds favor with something, His anointing accompanies it. So I'm thinking, you know, if if what she was doing, if God was pleased with it, then this should this, this should be an anointing. Now I'm not saying that a person shouldn't appear on programs on, on, on the TV, but if, if the atmosphere of the program is, is so worldly, or the person who's giving, uh, who's hosting the show is so worldly, I mean, of course, one of the first things the Ellen DeGeneres did was take credit. Yeah, I did, you know, and sometimes I'm say you don't want your goods evil spoken of, but I'm not saying you shouldn't go on any show, because the very first time I saw Kirk Franklin, I didn't even know who the man was, but that's before he became famous. And the little group that he had, he his performance was so unusual. It was so different. And at that time, it was it was it was it, it was as if he wasn't even aware of trying to entertain people. He was to me the way he presented the song, and the people who were singing with him, they were so engrossed in the song to me, giving God the praise that the audience actually responded. The audience actually, uh, I saw a woman, she had tears in her eyes, mm -hmm. so the audience was actually responding, but that's, that's rare. The program itself, too, wasn't as secular as some of these programs, you know, that, like, that Lauren, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, well, yeah, was performing for. So I'm, I'm thinking if we get to the point where we're giving God the praise and stop trying to entertain, because to me that's all that the gospel industry, 
Christian music has become as a source of entertainment. There was a time when you could hear, even with um, what they call Christian music, you, you, you can you can hear or feel the anointing. Now, all the songs sound alike to me. You know, all, all the messages, you know, it just, it sounds, it doesn't, it doesn't move a person. At least it doesn't move me. You know, I, I know what you mean. I, I uh, sometimes I listen to um, the Sunday worship for Joel Osteen, mm -hmm. and it sounds just like a rock band sometimes, right. you know, and I'm not drawn to it, but just recently I... They, he must have had uh, Hillsong on there. Okay. And I'm telling you, I, I just hit, I parked the car and I sat there because it was just, when they sing, mm -hmm. it brings tears to your eyes mm -hmm. and it moves you. Mm -hmm. And, um, but normally, the whoever is on there, it doesn't, I, I turn it off right away because I don't want to hear that music. It doesn't do anything for me. Right. It doesn't. But the moment Hillsong sings, that's a totally different story. Right. Because you 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 want to worship the Lord. You want to, you know, you, you know, you start thinking about the things that. And actually, what I was thinking about today when I was listening to Hillsong is that, you know, there are things mistakes that a person makes, and and they're your own fault. These mm -hmm. mistakes, and. Um, the the message that I got out of it is that even though that you made mistakes, it's all your fault. God knew that you were going to do that, and not only that, He has a solution for whatever it is that you have done. Right. And I'm telling you that just that just almost made me cry yes. because. To know that God already knew that I was going to do this, and He loves me enough to to provide a solution, a way out, a way of escape. Yes. I don't know if you can get that message out of singing before a secular audience. I, I don't. In a, in a in a entertaining secular type of way. See, I'm thinking now if a person. Went and said, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have church. We're gonna suspend, you know, this this uh, secular uh, music, and we're gonna have church. But that's not what they do, and, and they wouldn't do that anyway. Because right. you would find some atheist group coming up and saying that's that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so what do they do? They sing to entertain, and uh, and the Lord's not pleased with that. And what what I, I'm noticing is that. They're getting further and further away, and they're just they're basically singing to each other. <laughs> That's what it amounts to. Well, anyway, she disagrees with the comments, and she says, I don't have all the answers in life, and I'm definitely not going to act like I do. But one thing I do know for sure is that is I can't choose who I'm supposed to be kind to and who I'm supposed to show love to and who I'm not. Because that's the mission, right? That's she said, be Christ to everyone. That's right. But that, that, what does that have to do with going on a secular show and um, entertaining? As far as singing so that the anointing of the Lord uh, rains down and yokes are broken, you know, that's different. But to basically just blend in with, with the world, 
I don't believe the Lord is, is, is pleased with and, that. And she bases her, her um, she bases it on that passage that says, go, where the Lord says, go out into the world and draw people unto him. But the Lord sends the person. It's, and so now she's saying that the Lord sent her there. I don't know if she doesn't really say it. That's what I'm saying. People just choose on their own. That is the passage. I hear people say things like that all the time. You're just supposed to go out. You're just supposed to do this. You're just supposed to be, you know, on the street. You're just supposed to, but if the Lord doesn't send you, if the Lord doesn't direct you to go to that particular place, then you're just going on your own. And then she does say that uh, my music is having crossover appeal, but it doesn't mean that I'm leaving one for the other or that I'm going to be swept off by one thing or the other. This for me, thing. it's like, That's oh, right. everything just got more clear. That's what I thought. Everything just got clear as to why... It is that we go and love people who are outside of the walls of our church, and outside of the walls that we're comfortable with. So, yes. so that's what I thought. So, so she's she's doing a mild crossover. So what happens in those situations is that I call those uh, lukewarm uh, tributes to the Lord because they're not exclusively dedicated to the Lord and they're somehow uh, shared with the world. And the Lord doesn't come second to anyone. So uh, I don't think a gospel song should be viewed as, oh, it's a crossover song. I think a gospel song should be viewed, this is giving God the praise. This is giving God the honor and the glory. Because some of her songs, I feel like she's doing that to cross over. But what, what is the spiritual uh, gain of doing that? See, and all it does is get the person... Uh, more connected with the world. There's no spiritual upside to me to be a, a crossover. If a person listens to your music, like I, I, I was with a person one time and a song was playing, you know how you said sometimes you can't tell the tell it from rock music. Right. And he got the bouncing, you know, he said, hey, he said, I can, I can, I can identify with, with, with music like this. I like this. He couldn't tell you what they were singing about. He couldn't tell you whether they were glorifying the Lord. He just liked the beat. And, and that's pretty much what you hear, because you don't really understand the words. Right. You know. And see, that, and, and I told someone, just because you like the beat doesn't mean God is giving you glory. And just because you like the beat doesn't mean that, how do you, how do you justify it? Because God's anointing doesn't accompany the, the music because he, does, he, he hasn't granted his favor. And the whole purpose of music is to minister to the spirit. Music ministers to a person's spirit the way uh, alcohol ministers. Uh, alcohol affects a person's body the way a spirit affects a person's body. Music affects a person the way a spirit can affect a person. It can change your entire mood. Music can put you in, in, in a, a train of thought. So... When the prophet wanted to get certain things accomplished, he asked for the, the musicians. But does the type of melody, tone, does it make a difference? Yes. Do the lyrics, do the words that you say in your song, do they make a difference? Yes. And I remember somebody, um, uh, the church member wanted to sing uh, uh, the broken hallelujah. I said, what in the world? I said, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I like the melody. Right. You know? I said, have and you I never heard of it called broken hallelujah. Yeah. I said, have, have you ever heard the lyrics? They tied, uh, somebody cut Samson's hair and somebody tied David to a chair. I said, what, what in the world are they talking about? I said, that's not giving God's glory. 
they're just entertaining themselves. I said so. But if you, but but in defense of that, the 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 melody, the melody in and of itself, just and no matter what the words are, moves the person. Right. Moves the person, but not moves the, the person. And and whatever the gospel song that you're singing is supposed to move you but it's toward the Lord. It's not supposed to be just just a song. Right, but in order to move you towards the Lord, the Lord has to be moved by yourself. See, because once the Lord is moved by something, His anointing accompanies that in the spirit and the power of the Lord enters the place. I know some people have opinions about this, and we'd like to hear from you. You know, you can email us at tbmjchurch at yahoo.com. That, that's the initials of our church, True Bible Mission for Jesus Church, tbmjchurch at yahoo.com. We more than welcome your comments and your opinions on this subject. Uh, otherwise, you know, I suppose you can just give us a call, too, if you like. If it's just so pressing that you can't put it in an email. And that number is 414-788-9582. And then we'll just move on because talking about crossover music. Right, and, and if no one answers, just leave the message. You know? Oh, okay. Just leave your comments, and we'll get back to you. Now, talking about crossover music, Destiny Child, singer, she, I think, didn't she used to be a backup singer for Beyonce or... or I have no idea. I don't know anything about... Her name is Michelle Williams, and um, well, she turned gospel artist now. You know, so she switched from from secular to, to Christian music, gospel music. And she has a fiancé now, and his name is Chad Johnson, and he is an Arizona-based pastor. And he set the boundaries on their sex life, you know. So I guess this is... Um, but this news. I know, I guess it's news, but I find curious to say he had to set the boundaries. See, that's all it makes me wonder, so he's marrying somebody that he had to set the boundaries. <laughs> well, the boundaries are on their sex life. I can imagine. As, as soon as they started dating, he said sex is not an option before marriage. Actually, he had to say that. That's bothering me. Why? It should be understood that sex is not an option. I mean, when people get together, God tells you. Well, right. I, I don't know. Location. I mean, he's a pastor, and he's fallen in love with someone a who. woman. Right. Who, and, and so. Makes my eyebrows go up. <laughs> <laughs> and that shouldn't even be a question. That shouldn't even be an issue. That shouldn't even be a topic of discussion. That's just, that goes without saying. Well, anyway, I'm speechless after that. <laughs> I don't know. I found it nice. I find it nice that somebody or that people take a stand. I don't know if that's really newsy. It should be. That's how far we got to look in God's word. Somebody says, oh, we have this thing before we get married. Oh, wow. It makes, it makes news. They say, oh, a person says no sex before marriage. 
Well, I think it, it, you think it makes the news because she has uh, suffered from depression recently. And, you know, she grew up in church. She admitted that in the past. She's been in relationships where she's felt pressured or the men were not willing to commit. And this time she said things are different. And, um, you know, she's gone through counseling and she's feeling like she's making a new start, Okay. you know. But the other thing is that um, I think what they're going into is a um, reality-type show. It's a new reality-type show, and they're going to invite viewers into their oh, personal man. therapy sessions. so silly. I, I don't know what kind of therapy sessions they're going to... I don't know what they're thinking of, but see, to me, there is no benefit to things like this. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why people are taking uh, their private lives and displaying it like uh, uh, on a clothesline. Well, I don't know. So moving on. Um, there's this woman and, and I, I feel for her. I really feel for her. This mother of a 27 year old um, who is killed in a mass shooting in Thousand Oaks, California. Actually, he survived last year's shooting in Las Vegas. And she's saying, my son was in Las Vegas with a lot of his friends, and he came home. He didn't come home last night, and I don't want prayers. I don't want anybody to send me any more prayers. I don't want thoughts. I want gun control and I hope to God nobody sends me any more prayers. I just want gun control. You think she would have said just pray for gun control. And I mean, you know, I just I, I, I can understand her frustration but I really do believe that this uh, concept that if you control guns, somehow you're going to control killings is uh, very far-fetched because a person has a uh, murdering spirit they're not going to be obeying gun laws trust me they, they don't care about no gun and then and then you know over uh thanksgiving holiday the family was talking about uh guns and shootings and you know and a person said there's always going to be guns the the crooks are always going to have there's always going to be a way for them to get guns right there's always, that's just like when they, uh, um, you know, didn't want to have liquor sold. And, you know, people made it themselves, you know. Right. There's always going to be a way. Now, when the rapper deliberately ran over uh, someone that he, I guess he was shooting with and killed him, you know, backed his car up and ran over him again. They didn't say, we're going to have to do away with cars. Oh, no, they didn't. We're going to have to get rid of cars. Mm -hmm. When a person walked into the crowd and actually went and stabbed uh, these people, killed them, uh, I think it was over Britain somewhere, somebody didn't, nobody jumped up and said, we have to get rid of knives. But in, I believe it was in Canada, they said, we had to sell duller knives, he said. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to pass a law. Uh, <laughs> no, he made a butter knife. <laughs> right, to make knives duller. Yeah, you know, because Thomas said, you're not going to get rid of what knives. What do you think in, in prison? Don't they have duller knives? They make their own somehow? They yeah, whittle it, and they're not as, I don't yeah, know. You know, they make them sharp. They, 
Anyway, um, so moving on, there's this article that I saw in on ChristianHeadlines.com, and it, there's a law that allows men to watch women in restrooms, a group warns. The organization is trying to overturn a Massachusetts transgender law, and they're running or they were running television ads warning citizens that if the law stands, women and girls will be endangered in restrooms and locker rooms. One ad by um, a group called Keep Massachusetts Safe, a rough-looking man is seen prowling inside a locker room, eventually hiding away in a stall and peeping out, and a woman enters a locker room to change clothes. They were trying to change the law or, you know, when it was time for people to vote, they were trying to get people to to change the law. A female narrator warns that if the law stands, any man who says he's a woman can enter a woman's locker room, dressing room, or a bathroom at any time, even convicted sex offenders. And if you see something suspicious and say something to authorities, you could be the one arrested and fined up to fifty thousand dollars is what? that insane it is or insane. What? and people would have to take a stand uh regardless they would have to but what gets me is that they probably just planted ideas in the minds of people who by running those ads i don't know and i and i didn't really uh check to see if you know how the people voted i i I don't really know how it, the, what the outcome was, but it's true. I mean, it's a little dramatic, and and they advertised it and gave people ideas, but it's true. Right. That, you know? that because it, it's silly to say that a person's sex is a state of mind, not his actual physical or her actual physical biological body. That's crazy. People are insane. So the way. The law is written, gender identity is a state of mind. That means that any man can say he is a woman if anyone challenges his presence in a woman's restroom. Right. You know. Yeah, and then we'll have to take a stand and challenge it. And people have to get up and, and, and actually protest and have to go forward. And so that concludes our program for today. Yes, I'm, I'm going to read to you from Isaiah the 45th chapter, the 22nd verse, Lord said, Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord, and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, How do you get health to your bones? And the answer is, speak pleasant words. The answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, which reads, Pleasant words are as, in honey, as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. This week's food for thought is, The mouth of a strange woman is like what? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.